What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the Victory Podcast, where God is the greatest power and we will never be defeated. I'm excited to continue this series with you on the armor of God. Now, if memory serves me correctly, we are on the shield of faith. And faith is one of those things that every believer should, one, know about, and two, have. But what does faith have to do with the shield? How do they correlate with each other? And so we're going to talk about that in this podcast. I want to take some time out to thank everybody that listens, supports, subscribes, follows, shares the podcast. It means a lot to me. You do not understand how much I appreciate the support and uh, the, the help in getting God's word out. It is truly my heart that you are blessed and learn with each podcast that I put out how important God is and how important it is to have Jesus as Lord over your life. It is important to me to get out the word of God so that you can have tools to use in everyday situations. And so I appreciate the support. I appreciate every like and subscribe. I'm not doing this for the likes, but I appreciate it. And so we're going to go ahead and get into this podcast, grab some snacks, uh, sit back, relax and enjoy. Ephesians chapter six, verse 16, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. What is a shield? A shield is a broad piece of armor varying widely in form and size, carried apart from the body, usually on the left arm as a defense against swords, lances, arrows, and other devices. A similar device, often of lightweight plastic, and these are modern day shields, um, as opposed to the shields that were made of iron or bronze or other types of metals back in Jesus' day, um, are used by riot police to protect themselves from rocks and other thrown objects. So what can we glean from shields? Well, according to the definitions, shields protect you from both attacks afar off and up close. When somebody swings a sword at you, um, that's an attack up close. When somebody throws a rock or shoots an arrow, that's an attack from afar off. So this is the main functionality of a shield. It protects you from attacks both afar off and up close. It's a defensive piece of the armor. So what? how does faith relate to a shield? Ephesians 
before we get into how faith correlates with a shield, we must first talk about what faith is. So faith is defined as confidence or trust in a person or thing. It is also defined as belief that is not based on proof. It's defined as a system of religious belief. And it is also defined as the obligation of loyalty or fidelity to a person, promise, engagement, etc. Lastly, it's defined as belief in anything as a code of ethics, standards of merit, etc. And so when we begin to examine these five definitions that I read off to you, we see that there seems to be a difference between faith in something and the faith of something. See, the faith of something is a system of religious belief. So when we talk about being in the Christian faith, we're talking about the system of, of codes and ethics and standards uh, and, and belief that we live by. We're talking about the doctrines and teachings of, of Christ. So you're, when you're talking about the faith, the Christian faith, we're talking about um, the, the, the things that we live by and breathe by, the things that we dedicate ourselves to. And so when we're talking about faith in and of itself, we're talking about confidence or trust in a person or thing, namely God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We're talking about having confidence and trust that does not need proof and is not based on any track record. We're talking about being obligated and loyal to God because he is God. And so the Bible defines it this way. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So it is the substance of things hoped for. Have you ever had any uh, hope in something? Uh, now we as, as people, you know, we, we live in such an age where we need proof and evidence to, to prove that something is what it is or does what it does. We have to test and try everything to make sure that it is what it is and it does what it does. Otherwise, um, we wouldn't put so much stock in a, a, a rating system uh, where people uh, test out products and rate it. And, you know, if it has one star out of five, oh, that's not a good product. So I don't have too much faith in that. Or if it's a five-star restaurant, oh, they must have really good food because it has five stars. It's been tested. It's been tried. It has a track record. And so I'm going to put a stamp of approval on that and I'm going to order from that restaurant. 
However, when we're talking about faith in Jesus Christ, Jesus doesn't need a track record or rating system. Jesus doesn't need your stamp of approval. He just simply needs for you to believe in him. That is what faith is, the evidence of things not seen. We may not see how we are going to be able to pay our rent at the end of the month. But I believe that God will make a way for me to pay my rent at the end of the month. We don't know how our loved ones are going to recover from the sickness that they're enduring. But we know and we have faith that God will make a way for our loved one to be healed and recovered. See, God does not need our track record because we, as the people of God, should know that he is all-powerful, he is all-knowing, and he has our best intent in mind. And so based off of those facts alone and the fact that God does not fail, that's what our faith is based on. Our faith is based on nothing less than Jesus Christ and righteousness. Well, now that we've established what a shield is and we've established what faith is, how do these two relate? Well, as one that deals with depression and anxiety, um, faith is something that I must maintain so that I do not go insane, <laughs> if I could say it that way. Faith is something that I must maintain so that I don't go insane. And when I say that, what I mean is that there are times that I feel like I am not good enough. There are times where I feel like um, the people around me um, see me in a certain way and it makes me want to stay away. There are times where I feel so anxious about something that is impending that it gets me out of character. And so I counteract those things with faith. So what are you saying, Mike? What I'm saying is in those times that I feel like I am not good enough, I remind myself of what God said so that those promises of God combat the thoughts that are going on in my mind. I remind myself of how God sees me and not how I see myself or how I perceive others see me. So what does that look like? Well, I don't feel like I am good enough for this or that or the other. I don't feel like I can achieve this. I don't feel like uh, people want me around. Well, 
the Bible says that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. The Bible says that I am more than a conqueror through him that loved me. The Bible says that I overcome the devil by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. The Bible says that I am victorious and that I have power over all the power of the enemy. And so in those times where I feel like I am not good enough, in those times where I feel like uh, I'm not up to the task or that people would be better off without me, I remind myself of the promises of God. I remind myself that uh, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And when I begin to counteract those thoughts in my head with scripture, I am fighting those things in my head with faith. Because my faith is in the one who saved me, not the thoughts in my head. My faith is the one who re- is in the one who redeemed me, not the one that is constantly attacking me. My faith is built on a solid rock called Jesus Christ. And it is unshakable, unmovable. There are times where I might be rocked. There are times where the winds and the waves may blow, but because I've built my faith on Jesus Christ, I will not go down. And so when we begin to talk about anxiety, since I've just talked about how depression affects me, anxiety is basically the fear of something impending. You know, you're anxious, you know, you're, you're anticipating um, something that is coming. And so for those that are in school, you know, you have a test on Friday, it's Monday, and you know, you need to study, you know, you need to pay attention in class, you know, you need to take notes. And the later it gets in the week, the more anxious you get about it, the more you get, uh, you, the more you isolate yourself because you feel like that's the only way you'll be able to cram all of that information in your head when you study. You begin to uh, be short with people because in the back of your mind, you feel like you're not ready for that, that quiz at the end of the week. There are times where, you know, me personally, I, I, I have deadlines every day at work. And there are times where I am so anxious about that deadline that I cannot sit still. <laughs> um, but then I remind myself that anxiety, all anxiety is, is a form of fear. And what does the Bible say about fear? God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I sit back. I remind myself that fear is not of God. 
and I remind myself that God has given me a sound mind. He's given me power to be able to do this task. He's given me love so that I can uh, treat my neighbors and my enemies right while I'm facing this situation. So when we talk about the shield of faith, you see me personally, um, I gave you two examples of how I use the shield of faith in my life because depression is an up close attack and anxiety is an attack from afar off. Faith helps you battle against both. Faith shields you against both the personal up close attacks and the attacks that come from afar off. How are you utilizing your faith? This short story is called The Empty Chair, Living by Faith, Not by Sight. Mandy Marie asked her pastor, James Lettinger, to come and pray with her father, Bob. When the minister arrived, he found Bob lying in bed with his head propped up on two pillows. And there was an empty chair sitting behind his bed. The minister assumed that the old fellow had been informed of his visit. I guess you were expecting me, Bob, he said. No, I was not expecting you, said Bob. Who are you? I'm the new minister at your church, he replied. When I saw the empty chair, I figured you knew I was going to show up. Oh, yeah, the chair, said the bedridden man. Would you mind closing the door? Puzzled. Pastor James shut the door. I have never told anyone this, not even my daughter, said the man. But all of my life, I have never known how to pray. At church, I used to hear the pastor talk about prayer, but it went right over my head. I abandoned any attempt at prayer, the old man continued. Until one day, about four years ago, my best friend said to me, Bob, Prayer is just a simple matter of having a conversation with Jesus. Here's what I suggest. Sit down in a chair, place an empty chair in front of you, and in faith, see Jesus on the chair. It's not spooky because he promised, I'll be with you always. Then just speak to him and listen in the same way you're doing with me right now. So I tried it and I've liked it so much that I do it a couple of hours each day. I'm careful though. If my daughter saw me talking to an empty chair, she'd either have a nervous breakdown or send me off to the funny farm. James was deeply moved by the story and encouraged the old guy to continue on the journey. Then he prayed with Bob, anointed him with oil, and returned to the church. Two nights later, the daughter called to tell the pastor that her daddy had died that afternoon. 
did he die in peace? He asked. Yes. When I left the house about two o'clock, he called me over to his bedside, told me he loved me and kissed me on the cheek. When I got back from the store an hour later, I found him dead. But there was something strange about his death. Apparently, just before daddy died, he leaned over and rested his head on the chair bedside, on the chair beside the bed. What do you make of that? Pastor James wiped a tear from his eye and said, I wish we all could go like that. We live by faith, not by sight. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast today. Remember, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Remember that we walk by faith and not by sight. Your faith is the shield that protects you from attacks up close and personal and from afar off. And as long as you utilize your faith to protect you, I'm not saying you won't get hit, but you'll take a lot less damage than if you had no faith at all. Remember, as long as your faith is built on Jesus Christ, you will not fall. And so until next time, God bless you. I'm praying for you. Please like and subscribe and I'll see you later.